Alright, it is, what is it, July 6th, and after work today I'm leaving directly to go to South Dakota to get my driver's license and everything set up. Pretty sure I got everything. I'll have to go over the details of setting yourself up as a full-time RVer in South Dakota and what they require and a couple things you got to do beforehand. As a reminder to myself also, uh, what I need to have done. I got to get an oil change before I hit the road though. I'm like 500 miles over on my Jeep and I haven't driven my Jeep in a month. I've just been starting it once a week for 10 minutes or less. I don't know if you can hear that sound of so one of the rims I have is slightly warped uh, I had a place try to press it back into a circle but it you know it's whatever I, I actually need to get new rims um, the one that is slightly warped for obvious reasons leaks a little bit very slowly over time uh, and it makes that really annoying sound like a warbling but anyway so I'm heading uh, what is it westbound on Illinois 3 I think on my way to Cahokia to go to work and uh, thinking about that Intech flyer but before uh, before I get to that um, <laughs> I don't know if you are into stranger things I am I loved season four, but they did this thing with Doritos, this uh, concert from the Upside Down, which was super fun. Obviously, it wasn't live. It, you know, it was advertised as live from the Upside Down. Corey Hart, The Go-Go's, Soft Cell, and Charlie XCX. And um, <laughs> they had, uh, oh man, what was his name? The sax man from The Lost Boys at the beginning. <laughs> and he came in and during Corey Hart and he started doing, oh, it's so good. He had the look and everything, but he was so good. Like Corey Hart, oh my God, man. He, he still got it. The Go-Go's were good, um, but it was like the first verse of the two songs that they did there was a few like off key notes until like the the main singer got into it. it it was like she was trying to like uh get back to whatever it was because i don't know it's like as soon as the first chorus hits the rest of the song on both songs fucking nailing it but those first verses of both songs there's just a few kind of off key notes like she wasn't i don't know wasn't quite there yet um, soft Cell was, he was good. Charlie XCX came in, but he, he didn't do like a, I don't know, maybe there's something background story there, but, um, didn't quite do the same thing everybody else did. Uh, and then Charlie XCX, I don't really know anything about her. The song was fine. It was weird because she's a more modern artist. I, I wasn't quite, I don't know. It didn't fit the tenor of everything but you know whatever i guess they need to do that for the the younger demographic but um and she was good with soft cell like really helped like uh 
since he wasn't like there, quote unquote, he was like broadcasting from a TV in the Upside Down, or I don't know how to explain that. So they had her there, and she was doing the dancing and stuff like that, which you know helped. Otherwise, it would have been a real dry performance. But anyway, so if you get a chance to go check that out, it, I'm sure you can find it on wherever you go watch videos. Um, I know for a fact, because I've put it on Odyssey, <laughs> that you can find it on Odyssey. Uh, really good, though. <clears throat> so, worth checking out. Um, and they do, do some fun stuff in there with the Upside Down and, and references to the show. So, really neat. <laughs> I love how the bus driver, when they're opening everything up under hard, Was it Hard Edition or something? I don't know. Some 80s ripoff of an 80s like, uh, show. Anyway, um, the bus driver was like, yeah, Corey Hart had us wearing our sunglasses at night, so I crashed. <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, yeah, those Intech... Okay, switching subjects. Those Intechs are fucking amazing. But I've... After looking at their models and everything, I've come across a couple problems with them. I love the aluminum frame. I love the short sort of mini toy hauler aspect of it. I love the durability that's built in. I love that they have the carpeting on the walls to cover up any holes if you mount stuff in there and modify it to be more kind of for yourself. What I don't like is like the biggest model of the, the, the mini toy hauler line has the kitchen inside, which is annoying. I don't, I don't like that. And it doesn't look like when I was flipping through their website, there is a way to get the outside kitchen, which sucks. Um, I don't like that the next model down you can't stand in, but it has that front area is basically an entertainment area, which is what I want with the outside access kitchen. Um, so that kind of sucks. The next model down from that is practically a teardrop. Um, so I went, they have another type of model that isn't the like short toy hauler. It's like, they've got this crazy bay window up front <coughs> and, um, the, the smallest one of those you can't stand in. But it's got a cool seating area. It's got a fireplace, but not a wood-burning fireplace. It's like an electric fireplace. Um, but they don't have, like, a dedicated bed area necessarily. You have, like, a fold-down couch cushion thing. But they've got a cool entertainment area. I just, I don't know, can't stand in it, which would bother me. And then, while I love the bay window wouldn't be great driving down the Alaska highway. I just feel like that is a magnet for rocks. Even if you got the tarp cover thing for it, it's like, I I just seems like problems. So I've been looking at square drops. What I didn't want to build one. I, I thought about it. I think I've talked about it on here. I thought about it, but I was worried about, like framing because I mean when push comes to shove 
I just, I've never built anything before, and they all, the, the, the people I see doing the DIYs, they talk about how it's easy, but they don't take their fucking square drops in, in homemade RVs and stuff to these down highways and, and back roads and stuff. So I started looking at square drops because the thing about a square drop is a lot of people that I've been watching online, they build them to be towed behind like Jeeps down like off-road trails and up the side of mountains and shit. And they do that by not having any framing. They take like three-quarter inch plywood and sketch out the design on the plywood so it's just like a big single sheet. So maybe, but again, the problem is I can't stand in it unless I made it like a pop-up and I found one guy and he sells the plans online for like 80 bucks he's out of Kentucky I think um, he's got a pop-up style model so I'm contemplating it I, I don't know how I feel about having tent siding or tarp or anything like that but the Intex have those too because they have the tip out beds so I don't know there's like there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm not 100% sure about and I'm trying to figure out what the best solution is I really love my current RV and I plan to live in it until the cats die at this point and if that means I have to take it down the Alaska Highway I guess that's what it means because I already have it um, but long term I want an RV that I can summer in if I go to Alaska or Maine or Montana or Washington or whatever and if it's raining or whatever it's not like I don't feel cramped you know especially in places like uh, Alaska and Washington where it gets a lot of rain um but at the same time, I want it to be small enough that a six-cylinder vehicle can tow. And this is kind of what I've realized about my situation is, like, I love my Jeep. I'm driving it right now, and I haven't gotten to drive it really in a month. I've just been kind of, like, running the engine because I'm trying to save the mileage because it's super high on miles. 180,000 miles right now. And uh, when I looked at the car value on Carvana because I still owe about nine grand, they said in order to sell on Carvana, I would have to pay them $1,200 to come pick it up. <laughs> so, so I need to scale back the mileage and save it for Alaska, going to Alaska and stuff. So I've been putting all my mileage on the Nissan Cube. Um, but eventually I will have to trade the Jeep in despite how much I love it. Although I've, I've contemplated just getting a new engine. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, with the car market right now, this is being recorded in 2022 in the summer. It, it's like, things are so crazy with inflation and everything. It's like, oh my God. It might end up actually being cheaper to just put a new engine in this Jeep. But, uh, wow. That's a crazy thing to think about, but... I don't know. So we'll see. If I do that, I guess it's a non-issue because, like, I love this fucking Jeep so much. Um, anyway, 
so I want it whatever I end up settling on for the long term after the cats die I want to be able to have it be towable regardless of what the tow vehicle is and those square drops if you build them can actually even be towed by four cylinder vehicles which would be great for my gas mileage because most of them are you know under 3,000 pounds and most like that's in the wheelhouse of I would say basically all six cylinder vehicles but there are some four cylinder vehicles that are designed for torque and it if you build it light enough or you travel light enough you can actually tow it behind something that's a four cylinder so um trying to keep that in mind as well and then also long term I had already talked to my dad he's got a spare bedroom at the house that he bought and uh I would need something that is short enough to store along the side of his house. And the one I have now is just too goddamn big. There's no way. It's 27 foot. There's no way it would fit along the side of his house. Plus, his streets are thin and, like, everybody in his neighborhood owns, like, five cars. So there's no room. So it's like I would have to <laughs> I'd have to have something that I could maneuver with relative ease. Um... Yeah, so all things I'm trying to take into consideration for the long term. There's no immediate or pressing need to get a new RV at the moment because I've decided to stay in the Imagine. But I am thinking about the building of an RV for a weekender. If I'm going to do that, the place I'm living right now is best suited for that because I have space to work on something like that and um, seems like that would be something I would want to get done before I moved out of the place I'm living uh, because I won't have an opportunity to build if I decide to go that direction uh, probably anywhere else because you usually can't do that at like campsites and stuff so, yeah. <coughs> Starting the trip, that's where I'm at. All right. Oh, I don't know what's going on in my throat. I'm going to stop recording. All right, I hit the road. I'm heading westbound on 64 on the west side of St. Louis. Um, getting ready to pass Hanley Brentwood Road. Or Hanley Road, Brentwood Boulevard. Boulevard. Tried to go to the post office to send us send off an Amazon Echo that I sold on eBay. Oh my god, dude. What is it with some people? Zero consideration for anybody else. Like if I have something that's complicated, I usually try to find a time or make an appointment so that way I'm not slowing down other people. This lady was getting a P.O. box, which is pretty easy. I've done it multiple times. But she needed assistance. Okay. But she was trying to make everybody in, in the post office laugh and nobody was having it because we just wanted to get our shit done. So I'm waiting there for about 15 minutes. She finally gets everything done. Then she says, okay, I need to get a money order for $39. Dude, what? Come on man like everybody was just upset I fucking bailed cause like 
my work day is done at 3.30. And if you're not out of St. Louis by like 4, 4.30, you just get stuck in hours of traffic. I was just like, nah, I, I ain't trying to live that life. I need to get away from the city before traffic hits. So that way I can make up miles tonight. And I also had to go to Valvoline because, you know, it's this thing's about 500 miles, 600 miles over for an oil change and I haven't driven it for a month and I'm getting ready to do 1600 miles so I need to change the oil <laughs> and Valvoline closes at 5 p.m. it's 4 13 p.m. now because I had to wait there but I want to get out of St. Louis before I try to hit a Valvoline sorry I, I have like a whole setup with Valvoline so I'm not like advertising or sponsored by them or anything so yeah, I'm just like, God dang it, man. So now I am trying to get out of the edge of St. Louis. That way I can try to get an oil change before I really hit the road. So it's just so frustrating how inconsiderate people are. I don't know. Maybe I'm too considerate, but whatever. It just aggravated the shit out of me. Not a good way to start the trip. that was a waste of time oh why is he okay that was weird um that was a waste of fucking time i got there and they were like oh it's gonna be an hour wait dude what is up it's fucking wednesday why so um i'm just gonna go and i guess i'll break up my day tomorrow by getting the post office and and Valvoline, well, not Valvoline, but an oil change. Probably a Valvoline, but whatever. Um, man, that's just super sucks. I just wasted a bunch of time. So now, because of the two wastes of time that I was trying to get stuff done so I could just straight shot it tomorrow, now I'm starting an hour late. So dumb. like because of those delays that were unnecessary I did not get far enough away to avoid traffic I'm see I just got on 70 west heading towards Kansas City I'm not sure what I'm by but it's all backed up now fuck I haven't been on highway 70 though man for a long time between St. Louis, and I used to drive it back and forth when I was stationed at Whiteman Air Force Base. But, God, man, it sucks. This trip is starting off like crap. Ugh, wanted to get away from this before it started to build up. this thing isn't turning off the stereo I'm doing it from the phone weird <clears throat> so pulled off instead of being pissed I decided to stop at a quick trip I haven't been in there in a while got a couple hot dogs fucking just kind of waited a little bit for traffic to clear up I'm hitting the road late it sucks but it is what it is I'm not going to dwell on it <clears throat> heading west on 70 uh, I know the sun is going to be setting in my eyes, 
So I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that. I don't want to keep driving if the sun's in my face. Um, but I also, I'm camping out of my car, so I'm basically just going to be stopping at a roadside pull-off somewhere. So I don't know. I have to figure that out. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get maybe close to like Concordia. Um, I think that's that's where I used to pull off and then head down to Nobnoster when I was stationed at Whiteman. So if I can get somewhere around there, that should shorten the drive tomorrow. It's about six hours maybe, um, which isn't bad, especially broken up, stopping off and doing errands at the post office and getting the oil changed and all that other stuff that I got to do before I check into a hotel in Sioux Falls tomorrow. Or checking in at a KOA. It looks like I might be able to do the KOA. I'll have to see. I need to see if they emailed me back because I need a specific form from them that I also have to print out from somewhere along the way. I thought they sent it to me, but they sent me the wrong thing, so I've got to get the right thing uh, so I can go in there and get everything squared away on my DMV appointment. <sighs> at where the sun's going to be at. I don't think I'm going to keep driving towards Kansas City. I pulled it up on a map and saw that if I take a right at Columbia, um, I can be heading northward for a while while the sun sets and then look for a place to pull off. So, uh, freestyling my, uh, my drive, not following a static route. I know where I need to end, so... I love technology being able to do this kind of stuff. I'm listening to Ghostbusters Resurrection, checking the map for better routes based on where the sun is at. Uh, the AC is beautiful inside of the Jeep versus the Nissan Cube, which, like, thing struggles. And uh, I'm also looking for, like, bumpers and researching how to, uh, if I were to just get a new engine, how much does that cost and can I upgrade the power of the engine and get a bigger engine like would it fit inside of the the hood of the fucking jeep I don't I don't know I'm not a mechanic wherever the fucking engine goes <laughs> I guess I guess the mount <coughs> so so yeah I'm gonna end up uh, it's gonna add about an hour to my total drive but since my drive is getting split up over two days um, shouldn't really be a big deal so pretty uh, it's already starting to get under my visor man I, how far I got 23 miles until exit 128A okay <sighs> alright well that worked out Got the sun off to my left now as I head northward, and I'm going this direction for 83 miles, so that should give the sun plenty of time to set. So while my phone bounces down a video file, uh, I had some pre-made stuff that I had worked on, and since I have nothing but time on the drive, I'm letting my phone work in the background. <clears throat> 
um, thinking about, you know, going to Alaska still, all that stuff, I'm trying to figure out, like, I know I've talked on here excessively about going to Alaska and how best to do it and all the RV things and that, you know, what am I, how am I going to do this? It's mostly me talking to myself, trying to work out in my head what makes the most sense. I do like the idea of downsizing and I think for the long term it'd work, but I'd have to wait until after the cats have died. So as long as the cats are alive, I plan to keep the RV I have right now because it's like a little economy apartment. Super nice. The gadgets are nice, but when they break, I... Fuck, man, I don't know how to fix any of that shit. So after the cats have died, I want to move into something that's scaled back quite a bit and simple for me to fix if something goes wrong. And... uh, you know, I gave that a lot of thought too, and I think there are pros and cons to all the stuff I've talked about on here. Modifying an enclosed trailer, building from scratch my own square drop, buying an Intech or something like an R-Pod or something like that. All these things have pros and cons, and I don't know that any of them will ever be perfect or what exactly I need. I think for the long term, knowing that I need something that any six-cylinder vehicle can pull is a pretty big deal. I happen to be lucky that the Grand Cherokee I have can pull up to, I think it's like 6,700 pounds or 7,200 pounds, I forget which... I think it was 7,200 pounds, and it's strong enough to pull my, my big-ass Imagine, um, from Grand Design, but, because I'm also looking at this as a seasonal thing, where I would migrate north to Alaska, or Maine, or someplace like that, and work do just some sort of seasonal touristy job or work at a national park or something like that. I'm not planning on being in it all of the time. And when I come back to the Midwest to see my family, for the most part, for example, if I'm staying at my dad's, he's got an entire spare bedroom and not having much stuff if I scale down enough to where I fit inside anything, because I've looked at casitas and what is it, little Bigfoots and armadillos, and basically what I've kind of settled on is this idea of like the 21 footer from StarCraft I had was actually kind of perfect. I really, honestly, I probably should not have sold it for the one that I have. It's just I didn't I didn't know what life was going to be like and up until then you know moving around with Amazon every six to eight months the RV I have now was absolutely perfect for the life that I lived with Amazon but what I've discovered since leaving Amazon and you know it's like 
things are different. It's just a different lifestyle. And if I go to this seasonal thing, really, I don't need a house anymore. Because when I was working and living in an RV full-time with Amazon, the grand design imagined is, is perfect for that. But, um, you know, I know that now. Oh, well, lesson learned. Good thing about it is you can always make changes. And uh, I think part of the reason I'm giving so much thought to this is I want to make sure that whatever I get next time will suit what my life looks like for the next decade or so. And that's a long-ass time. And it's not like you're stuck with a decision once you make it because one of the beautiful things about living in an RV is it's not like getting a home loan. You could change it at any time. It's more like a car because you could just go trade it in on a different one if it turns out it's not the right fit. But I think the size that I need to focus on is the 16 to 21 foot range. That seems to fit me best. So whatever I end up doing, that that right there seems like uh, that's a good fit. So whether I end up in a, I don't know what they call those, like casitas and, and stuff like that. Like they're considered micro, they're not micro campers. I don't know. They're very short, whatever they are. Um, or if I end up building a square drop, because the other, the other part about this, the reason I keep going back to building one, even though I, I don't really have the time to invest in it, is... I can tailor it to exactly what I want. And there's a lot of things that I've seen that I would like to have in terms of functionality. But more than anything, I just want a workspace. <laughs> RVs don't do that. Like, nobody builds a computer desk typically into an RV because that's, you know, most people are going to go camping to get away from all that shit. So building a computer desk into an RV, that's kind of like, okay, that's something I got to give give some thought, but I don't know. I like the Intex. I like the idea of an aluminum frame. Very sturdy. The, I wish, man, this would solve so many problems for me. If the largest, what is it, the Discovery, I think, model, if it had the desk workspace in front that they have in the I think the next model down is like the Chase or something um, I'm probably mixing up the names with the exterior pull out kitchen uh, that would be perfect that would be that would be the one because then if I get like an ATV or an electric bicycle or any of that stuff it's all it's great and if it's during the summer and I don't want to run the AC because maybe I'm off-gridding, the tip-out bed. And the cool thing about the tip-out bed, like when I was I was checking out that one in Kansas or Missouri or wherever I was at, the bed snapped to the tip-out. So you could just unsnap it and drop the mattress inside of the RV and not do the tip-out if you didn't feel like it. Um, which is great for the wintertime, you know, if, uh, if I'm camping in the cold. If I still end up doing that, because if I go to be a seasonal camper instead of a full-time, you know, whatever, but 
man, I wish, I wish they did that, but instead they have that small kitchenette, and it's just, ah, uh, for somebody who doesn't give a shit about cooking, like, and if you've ever cooked inside of an RV, you know it's the fucking worst, because it's like the smell stays in there, and if you're doing anything that, like, on the range, it just, all that fucking steam and shit comes up, and it, God, it's the worst. The smell stays in there. It just and it heats the whole place up. Fucking annoying. So an outside kitchen is definitely something I want. As long as I have like a way to cover up, like if it's raining, I can pop outside. The only thing I would keep inside of the actual RV would be in a microwave because like if it's raining and I don't feel like cooking, but I have something simple I can make in a microwave, totally easy fix. But, eh, I don't know. So, yeah, still just thinking about what would be the best solution for long trips to Alaska, but only camping seasonally. Trying to figure out what I want from that kind of an experience. I know I need to downsize. I've been working on that since I moved in to this house. I'm able to spread everything out, and I've been selling stuff definitely trimming back what I own and I'm still in the process process of digitizing like you don't realize how much media you have until you go through a process of trying to digitize it or buy digital copies or man I got so much of the five terabytes I have on Dropbox I've already filled up 66% of it and like I, I don't feel like I've made a dent like, I'm looking at all these external hard drives, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I haven't even tried loading any of that shit yet. It's incredible. So, uh, anyway, it looks like it's done uh, bouncing down, so I'm going to move on to the next uh, video. <sighs> So I just stopped off at the Walmart Supercenter in Chillicothe, uh, Missouri. So I am going to hop back on the road. It's about 9 o'clock. I'm usually in bed by now because I get up at like 3.30 or 4 typically. So I'm going to attempt to stay up for another hour or two and make up some miles. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. See, I'm probably gonna crack an energy drink. Um, I needed to stretch my legs, so I walked around Walmart for a bit, and it was raining. And it, I don't know. I'm just used to being asleep right now, so I'm gonna just try to keep my eyes open and uh, get some miles under my belt and see what happens. But so the Chillicothe Walmart is RV overnight stay friendly. I see two RVs. One looks like a 30 plus. 30 plus. Oh, my cat, shut up. 30 plus foot uh, travel trailer. Um, I see a Class A, and they actually have a separate section just for semis off to the side. Um, so it looks like they are friendly to RVs at Chillicothe Walmart in Missouri.
pulled off at southbound 29 because trying to pull off at northbound 29, Google Maps kept trying to run me to the frontage roads and then make me cross over a median through a fence to get to it. So now I'm facing southbound instead of northbound. It's for semi-overnight parking. I tried to find a spot that I wouldn't be taking a spot from a semi-driver, but I'm, I can't fucking keep my eyes open, so I'm going to set this thing up. I'm, I'm going to bed. So it took me 45 minutes to set up, and now it's super hot in here. I'm trying to air it out, but I realized I forgot my battery-powered fan, so I think this is going to suck. 